Good morning and happy Saturday, you guys. It is Amanda and Baron with Kicking Cancer Cares on KSLM Radio, 104.3 FM and 1220 AM. Our sponsor for this first half is Odd Mo's Pizza. If you guys have not already tried their amazing new pasta, definitely run down there and go grab some. It is you, uh, amazing. It was a good lunch the other day, wasn't it? Oh, my goodness. What was the flavor? It was like a garlic pesto. Garlic pesto chicken. with Oh, my yeah. God. It was amazing. Super and good. then their pizza, you just can't go wrong. So make sure you go show some love to Oddmo's Pizza. And I'm just going to warn the listeners, it is October now, mm-hmm. and my voice will sound like it's a, it's a, it's a fall bug that settled in my throat so yep. <clears throat> if i sound a little raspy that's why no worries but we do have a guest back for yes. like the third time hello Hi, hello <laughs> so happy to be here with you fabulous people and everyone listening to us on uh the radio good morning and i was checking this morning we have 46 downloads in Germany. Oh, wow. That's so amazing. not just local listeners, international listeners. That's, That's really amazing. Cool. Yeah, we so happy to hear Germany. that. Germany, we had one in Argentina, one in Chile. We just picked up a listener in Iceland, of all places. Hello, Iceland. Hello, Iceland. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you remember? It was a brisk morning, but you remember where we were last week? It was. We were at the golf course. Yes. The reg- is it the regular golf course? Is it, 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 ball it, it, golf. It, it is a ball, ball golf. golf. Not we, regular. We, <laughs> you guys are the... Disc golf is the regular Yeah, Noah, golf. Noah reminded us that that's actually regular golf. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Baron's yeah. always good at, like, coming up with all of these... Uh, Extra little kicking cancer in the donkey activities, right? Yes, that I love just, it. Yeah, that it are just cool. a little bit of a twist to something. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yay. Well, that and we got one to was pull fun. Noah off the we field. Did. That was cool. We did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what was funny is you, you had to take off before the guys came back in. Yes. But when I started giving the prizes out, so first off, you remember Ring of Fires where they all do the putting? Yes. Right. They all went to our long drive competition, and it was a 415 foot throw mm-hmm. which wow a football wow. field is 300 feet wow so it's 300 feet plus another 115 feet past that right Jeez. that's how far his disc went nice wow and then we started handing the awards out so i said well the winner for the longest drive is chase crockett so he comes up gets his prize and then i started to do the close to the pin said, well don't leave chase because he won both of the closest nice. of the pins nice. and he was on the winning team that's oh, a good that's day. that's awesome. So it was kind of a Chase Crockett show. A win-win. Good job, yeah, Chase. he won one lots of stuff. <laughs> Chase, Chase. Yeah. yeah. And we had a lot of really fun prizes that Two Town Cider donated. Yes, that's right. Nice. That's what you were saying. So that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So overall, it was really successful. It was a really successful day. Beautiful awesome. morning. Absolutely beautiful morning. So, well, shall we keep going with our magazine? So we added this since you were here last time, Dee Dee. All right. Last time we had recipes. Uh-huh. I found this Time magazine on 100 disease-fighting foods. Perfect. And we've just been kind of going through them one at a time. Mm-hmm. This one, not one of my favorites, but it's arugula. Okay. Oh, yeah. I just read an article on arugula because I also am very interested in nutrition and herbs and foraging mm-hmm. and um, some of the amazing things that nature provides us just to boost immune systems yeah. and give our bodies the best ability to fight some of this yucky stuff yucky going stuff. around. Mm-hmm. In fact, the yucky stuff, I a normal dose of vitamin D, if you just buy it at the store, is about uh, two thousand units yep. right they called i use i took five so i, was t- I took ten thousand yes. units oh wow yeah i just boosted my immune system with yes. vitamin d this morning yeah. okay to kick this bug out of my system good, okay good job versus some mm-hmm. shot or pill or whatever sure. right sure. so arugula it mm-hmm. says 
what's remarkable about this peppery green is mm. that it is an ancient plant that has stayed more or less the same for thousands of years. Among its many assets are its cancer-fighting yeah. glucosinonites, which we'll have to have somebody with a lot more knowledge than me of what exactly <laughs> that is. We break their sulfur-containing compounds down into their beneficial compounds that has been shown to curb an enzyme that lets cancer cells progress. Okay. So by eating arugula, yeah. the cancer cells can't grow. Yep. That's pretty cool. That is, actually. That's amazing. And you just kind of add this stuff to your salads. Yes. Yes. I don't think I'm a big fan of it. Well, it says it's it's a peppery green, so it does have a bit of a bitter taste. Yeah. But if you mix it in with other greens, it's not quite as bad. Right. And if you take some of the... Not as bad as chemo, though. (laughs) Amen. And if you take a certain kind of um, hard white cheese and grate it over the top of that, it adds a little tiny bit of the right kinds of fat and the right kinds of protein. And um, what I really always encourage people, even in my counseling, grief counseling, any of those things, is if you would just do this, if you just do one healthy thing once a week, like that's progress, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just progress. One step at a time. One step at a time. Progress, not perfection. Yes, I like it. That's exactly what I say. That's (laughs) right. Well, I have a wonderful, wonderful update for you. Okay. This is the first Saturday in October, which mm-hmm. means we're officially into quarter four. Right. Yes. Do you remember who the Holy Go Team smokes. is in quarter four? It's Go Team Aussie 2.0. 2. Nice. Go Team yes. Aussie 2.0. <laughs> yes, right. that's right. That's right. And I did have a wonderful conversation with Shia mm-hmm. the other day. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. And she would like to come back. Back to the station and talk about life after Ozzy's gone. Oh, wow. Yes. And our condolences go out to this family mm-hmm. and any other family that is dealing with a void in their lives. Holidays are coming up. We know this is going to be um, particularly Hard. difficult. But um, we are wrapping our kicking cancer in the docky arms around our Aussie family this yeah. morning, yeah. Yes, right? Absolutely. Cancer can't take your memories. No, nope. it Cancer cannot. can't take your love. Cancer can't take your salvation. Cancer well, can't take anything. You have mentioned something because, mm-hmm. again, this is today, today is the 7th of October, but about six days ago was kind of a special yeah. day in your life. What yes, happened on was. the 1st of October? October 1st of 1984, I born a beautiful little baby boy named Jonathan, and I celebrated his 39th birthday. Um, He is in heaven at this point in time. He died of osteosarcoma on April 4th of uh, 2016, and we established a nonprofit uh, corporation called Cancer Cant. And I continue to celebrate my son's first breath, and I continue to uh, celebrate his last breath. And what I say is my grief has not gotten any smaller but my grief has made me bigger. And we're going to talk about grief today on this program. Okay. So you brought us a wonderful present, one for Amanda and one for myself. Yep. Are these glasses that you guys did at your annual fundraiser? Yes. So they. So for the listeners that don't know, Cancer Can't is a nonprofit out of Spokane. Yes. That was founded in memory of your son. Yes. 
and they do a big, I mean, huge. We like, have grown. These guys put life funders exponentially. <laughs> might I thought a few <laughs> might have been good, but you guys do amazing fundraisers in Spokane. Yeah, amazing. So thank you very much for the gift. You are welcome. Yes. But mm-hmm. can I read this? Yes, please do. So this is a, a bookmarker, which I will begin using mm-hmm. as soon as we get on. It says, what cancer cannot do. Cancer is so limited. It cannot cripple love. It cannot shatter hope. It cannot corrode faith. It cannot destroy peace. It cannot kill friendship. It cannot suppress memories. It cannot silence courage. It cannot invade the soul. It cannot steal eternal life. And it cannot conquer the spirit. Mm-hmm. I like and that that's a lot. why you guys formed Cancer Can't, right? That is why we formed Cancer Can't. Uh, Jonathan was sitting in his hospital bed, and that first auction, we were asking for microwaves and refrigerators because we wanted to put those those conveniences into the oncology adult units um, just to help the adult oncology. Um, individuals with fighting cancer just be a little bit more comfortable and um, now we are building a 24 unit apartment complex to house 24 families and um, individuals that are fighting cancer how long ago was that first for the microwaves how many years ago was that that we are going on our 10th year for Cancer Can't. Jonathan was actually alive for our very first nice. Cancer Can't auction. And um, he just established um, this idea that uh, even in your suffering, you can give back. And um, asking for microwaves and refrigerators in hospital and now rooms. Build- and now we are building a house. <laughs> and you so. shared this with Amanda Knight. You, the Cancer Can't organization got a grant from yes. the state of what? How big was that grant? Yes, $1.2 million. Oh, congratulations. So awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's just on top of a huge fundraiser. On top of a ginormous fundraiser that helps um, with transportation, um, the charitable pharmacy, uh, you know, housing individuals in motels when they need to stay in the areas that they are getting cancer treatments, which is why we are building that home, yeah. um, and a Christmas program that helps families continue to buy Christmas presents for children who have lost their parents, um, and that has been just a, a huge, um, a huge blessing. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That is. Yeah. Well, I remember it was it was the first month, first month that I had started kicking cancer, and I was asked to speak to this small group of business people, and we tried to put a title on my topic. So my topic was called "Turning Tragedy into Triumph." Mm-hmm. I think yours would be turning pain, per, getting purpose from your pain. Correct. <laughs> yeah. And what great purpose that organization has created. Yes. From what Jonathan went through. Yes, yeah. I believe that. You know, we can all do a little bit of something that helps us just go in a better direction. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love how you turned what happened to him into such a positive thing to help so many others. Yeah. It's amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, last time that Dee Dee was here, she brought her 30-plus years of knowledge into a great discussion about trauma, Mm -hmm. which was podcast number 91. Mm -hmm. For those that go to any podcast service, scroll down a little bit ways, and you're going to find one called Cancer is a Big Fat Jerk. <laughs> That's what we titled that podcast. Boy, okay. oh boy, do we all believe that. <laughs> we all agree that Cancer is a Big Fat Jerk. 
and that's the name of that podcast. We're going to shift gears a little bit today, and I wanted her to bring some insights into the stages of grief. Okay. Really, because Scott Mills did a great job with his description. Yes. You know, and I do like the fact that that grief is the price we pay for love. Yes. That was mm-hmm. a great, great statement. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't make it any easier when you're in the middle of grief. Mm-mm. And I know that I talked to John just briefly about 10 days ago, and I talked to Shiloh about two days ago. They're processing the grief. But, but, but how, even though you knew Ozzy was going to die, even yes. though you're processing something before he passed yes. away, what are, let's go into a discussion about what those stages of grief are. Yeah. Maybe. So um, I, th- I think our society does not talk about grief. We don't process grief enough. And then when someone gets into that whole grief, uh, somehow if you have ever lost anyone, if you have been through a divorce, if you have lost a job, if you have lost a pet, if, if you um, tuned into our podcast um, several months ago um, on cancer's a big fat jerk, like a physical illness can produce grief and loss, right? Um, women that lose their breast uh, look at a at a completely different body, and that is also grief. But we don't know exactly. Um, when we are in those stages, like, what am I supposed to be feeling? Is there a starting point and an ending point? And I'm here to say this morning, um, as a mother who has lost a child, and by the way, October is um, lose a child month as well. And so, a I big, did not know that. A big shout out to um, any any parent out there that has lost a child. Um, I see you and uh, I, I, my heart walks that journey with you. But I think that we hear small bits and pieces of grief and we, we know about the five stages of grief. We hear about that sometimes. But I want to talk about the seven stages of grief. I want to talk about these other two bookends that sandwich in to the five that we already kind of know about. And you and you mentioned the five, yeah. And knowing that we're going to talk about this, because Amanda always says that only grass grow. Um, I did I did some research, and yeah. so just to kind of set the stage for you, if you don't mind, yes, please. The the, the five. St- if anyone were to just go on the internet and, and type in the stages of grief, you've got denial, yep, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Right. Okay. Those are the five stages of grief. But you sent me something that yeah. actually kind of jumbles that up yeah um my first question to you is is there a progression is it like denial's number one anger's number two that would be so awesome but there's no progression it would be so amazing if it was linear right if it was linear i could say okay well i've gotten through the anger stage now i'm into the bargaining stage but it doesn't work that way what you're saying back and forth you do go back and forth. I feel like grief is more of a loop. Mm-hmm. It's more of a loop. And at the beginning of it, I think that we don't acknowledge the shock of grief. And that is kind of this real protective cast that wraps its arms around individuals who have lost somebody, who have seen someone die in front of them. Your body literally just shuts down. I hear moms, other moms, I hear other people say, I can't cry. I can't taste my food. I I feel numb. I feel um, like everything around me is gray. And 
literally that is the trauma brain just trying to shut you down from experience something that is so traumatic. And you call that the brain of war last time. I did call it the brain of war um, because it is fight, flight, freeze. Mm -hmm. And so that shock factor is the freeze factor. And, you know, you lose weight during that time. You're, um, you, you do just think that something is terribly wrong because you can't, you can't weep anymore or, you know, you withdraw quite a bit. Um, in that stage, we can also recognize some of the other feelings that go in with it, the sadness, the confusion, the discomfort. I talk about... Um, I talk about grief fatigue, where your body in that cast just feels so heavy, you feel like you cannot even pick up your foot. Mm. And I talk about something called grief dementia. I don't know that that's an actual term. It's, it's not. Term. Sci- it's my it's term because term. grief just shuts your brain down so much, and you just think, "Why can't I remember things? I don't even know. I I just took care of my son for two years." And now I cannot even remember to brush my teeth this morning. Mm. Um, and, and I want to acknowledge to people that that is really normal in that shock first stage of the seven stages of grief. There were some notes that you gave me just to kind of mm-hmm. prep for this. And I know Amanda's got some in front of her. Uh, you said here that there's a long period of depression, yes. not, not clinical depression, yeah. but isolation, loneliness happen yes. late in the grief process, yes. months after the tragedy. One of the reasons I really wanted this mm-hmm. to be Goatee Mossy 2.0 is I knew a little bit about this. Yes. But I knew what John and Shelley were probably going to go through yeah. this quarter. Yes, yeah, so you know? hard. Um, we've been able to rally around them through mm-hmm. Ozzy, but it doesn't make it any easier when Ozzy leaves. And I was hoping that this wouldn't happen to their family. Yeah. So Ozzy passes away roughly a month ago. Yes. Now you're 30 days out. Yeah. Is this a possibility that John and Shelly could go through this, what you are just talking about? It's a high possibility. And what exactly is this? You know, it's just a time where that shell of a cast kind of falls off. And you slowly start to acknowledge the void, Mm. the empty chair in the room, the voice that you're listening for, um, that that deep void, that price of love that we pay for being so in love with someone, and then that person is no longer in our presence. And um, that depression just kind of settles in because it... There's just a sense of, like, a loss of hope. Um, there is no more opportunity for a cancer miracle. Right. Right? Right. That has passed now. And now you are coming into the true fact of facing the reality of the great void. So a, an example of what you're talking about, mm-hmm. again, this is a couple of a couple of weeks back, but Amanda, you made the comment that how, how difficult is it going to be to pick up Aussie's toys? Yeah. Like, how do you go... Mm-hmm. Pick up his toys. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and then how do you after you put them away? How long do you? How do you ever remove them? Yeah. Yep. Without feeling so, the you know, guilt. In and, my mind, mm-hmm. I'm trying to put myself in in John and Shiloh's shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you leave the room the way it is? As you remember, Ozzy, do you mm-hmm. throw the toys? I mean, what? Yeah. What, I think it. I did think you it's go up to that with Jonathan. We sure did. 
Yeah, we sure did. And Jonathan was married, and so he had a widow at the time, and he had a home, and he had little boys. And um, I just give so much credit to my daughter-in-law because even though she is remarried, you know, we're going on nine years later, um, even though she has remarried, um, she has kept pictures of Jonathan and the boys still evident in the house. Um, She made, you know, his golf hats, um, just a, a a, a beautiful shelf for all of those things. I think it's up to each individual. Um, when my mom died of cancer, we went through and we donated all of her clothes to a women's shelter. And my daughter-in-law and I packed up all of Jonathan's clothes and we donated all of them to a men's shelter in Spokane. Um, gut-wrenching, horrible Um, It was, I felt like puking that morning as I drove, but I was able to explain to the individual as I donated all of those clothes what had happened, and and I feel really incredibly proud that my son just continued to give, um, even after his death, to homeless men that were going to get, you know, some some really beautiful things. if but, I could give you it, go mm-hmm. ahead and finish your thought. But I think that it's up to each individual. I I think um, you have to come to those conclusions yourself. Mm-hmm. And there is a way to have memories of those individuals um, and and close some of those doors and close some of those loops. And I would recommend that they reach out to other people in those situations. Mm -hmm. If you have lost a mom, then reach out to someone like that. If you have lost a child, reach out to someone like that. If you have had a miscarriage, reach out to those individuals because they will help you in these stages of grief say what helped them in that exact um, situation. So I want to give you an example and see Mm -hmm. if this is tracking what you said. We just barely, in fact, the flyer sitting here on the on the counter. We just had an event this last Monday, mm-hmm. and it's a, a, a gentleman named Jason Mowry. Yeah. He was diagnosed, found out in March. Now, early in January, he was having these pains. Thought, well, maybe I pulled my back muscle. Oh, yeah. He goes, gets checked. Uh-huh. No, it's pancreatic cancer. Mm-hmm. We get contacted in July. Can we do a go team for Jason? Yeah. July, August, he made it two months. From the day that we knew until he passed was two months. So we moved forward with this golf tournament, which is now for his widow, Danielle. But after the tournament's all done, we're there at the lunch thing, and Danielle came up with his golf bag. Yeah, and she and they all everyone there knew him. It was a whole of course. And he said, she said. Jason would love it if you all kept something yep. from his golf bag. Yep. So one by one, they, and one guy took the driver and yes. somebody else took the putter. And, yeah. and that was their so memory meaningful. of who Jason was. Is so that kind meaningful. of how helping yes. her process her grief yes. by giving away his golf bag? Yep. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. It was a beautiful experience to watch these yes. people come get just a little tiny yeah. memory of Jason, right? Mm-hmm. It was really kind of cool. And when I worked on the Native American reservation, they manage grief totally differently. When someone in their tribe dies, the whole tribe gets together, cleans out the entire house. Wow. And then replaces all of the items in that house one by one. But they all take something of that, that person 
to help the other individuals not be attached to that lost person here on this earth, but to have a memory of that individual, and then they replace everything in the house so that 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 individual who has lost and there is that great void has an opportunity to say, I can start building new memories. It doesn't change that the person is gone. It just says, this is one way that I can continue to move forward and not keep my loved one um, attached here. We could learn from that. It was a beautiful thing. I think that I'm a person, I'm I'm, uh, somebody when I shut down or I'm not doing well, I isolate to self-heal. Yes. And so I can see myself hoarding things. Oh, yeah. And just wanting to isolate and keep everything and not be bothered or touched but that's but those ways that you just explained Mm -hmm. they sound so healing also like it's just and the positive of it of how they're giving continuing to give after they're gone always and so that's really powerful yeah okay I'm going to give a huge shout out to our sponsor of this first half, which is Odd Mo's Pizza. Make sure you guys go down there for lunch or dinner today and show them some love. We wouldn't be able to broadcast this show without them. And Mike's been with us since the very beginning. Day one. So absolutely amazing. Green Monster, Potato Poppers, and that pasta. Holy smokes, it is to die for. So thank you, Odd Mo's Pizza. And we'll be back after these messages. Stay tuned. (laughs) 